listening to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How are you doing, Dad? I'm, I'm doing well, Steve. Good, I'm good. I'm doing very well. Thank you. Experimenting and uh, finding different things to do and different things to think about on the art side. Mm. We're going... It's, 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 a, it's, but it's very refreshing, I think, because we've got some new ideas. We've been talking about things and got some new ideas, and that sort of steps the old brain in motion and... I think, well, now, what, how can I do this? How can I do that? And can I? Um, I've watched other people doing things, and uh, think, mm, well, that's okay, but I think I'd rather do my own thing. And this is what I'm coming out to, which is great fun. It's great fun. I've always been like that, exactly the same. You know, look, look at something, think, mm, maybe I can do that a slightly different way. Mm. Because one of the one of the things I, I I do find is when I look at um, other artists' work, it's too complicated. It becomes too hard, and I think you know somebody picking up a pencil is not going to be able to do that. So what I have to try to do is think how can I best serve the members and uh, people that follow us uh, better. Maybe not showing how good we are, but how how they can be um, attain those results rather than, you know, it's, it's so easy. I think artists tend to be a little bit um, indulgent and they think everybody can do it. You know, they go, oh, well, look, we can, everybody can follow this if I'm showing them how to do it. That's not always the case because mm-hmm. there's, there's subtleties that you need to bring into it and a lot of experience. And uh, simplifying it as well, better. isn't it? Uh, it simplifying it is, is the way to go and that's how i've always arrived at the things i do um i mean we, we're lucky but because we've got a lot of our members now and people who follow us are are very very good and they've picked up all of those um, uh, learning techniques that i've given them and they've sometimes done their own thing um but it's given we've given them the tools to do it and they're very good at it, but there's still an awful lot of people out there that are still are coming into the fray and uh, picking up for the first time. They've picked up the pencils uh, or the watercolour. And then now what do I do? Because it's all very well to watch uh, a good artist paint a picture, but how many people do they say, well, you make it look so easy? And we do because we've got the experience. We've got to realise that they haven't. Mm. So that's what I try to do, and uh, with, with this latest venture that I'm going into, I'm trying to think like they would. Well, have I got the tools? Can I do it? Is it is it going to be attainable? Mm. And my job is to make it that way. Because mm. you could, once people have sort of got the the, the basics and they are they're working with something, you can take them, you can nurture them, and. and and build their skill level because you've simplified it to a level that they're they're getting to grips with mm. the techniques and then you can make it more difficult mm. but you you can't you'd scare people off if you made it too complicated from the beginning and they wouldn't they wouldn't be Absolutely. able to do it well i'll tell you what some of the things i've we've watched recently with the, the new ideas i've got even i with my experience of art 
think, oh, I don't think I could do that. Because mm. they go through it and they, mm, they are, there well now, they are. see how easy it is? I'm sorry. It's not that easy. Yeah. It's easy for you, but it's not easy for me to do, pick it up. So by, because of that, I think this time when I do a picture, I'm going to make it easier. Yeah. Well, it's good because this is what we're doing at the moment. You're taking something and then putting your own stamp on it, which is mm. which is brilliant mm. as well. That's right, absolutely. And it's your own style then as well, your own style of work. What it is, and you achieve the end result. Maybe you don't achieve it as good as these really very good artists, um, but you achieve a result that you're fairly pleased with, mm. and you move on from there because all the while you're. We know this, don't we? As soon as you all of while you're putting pen to paper or pencil to paper or brush to paper, you're learning all the time, and that learning curve is uh, is vital when you're starting out. Mm. Otherwise, you give up, don't you? Think, oh, it doesn't look like. You know, so, well, I'll, I'll try something else. I'll try knitting or whatever. Mm. You know what I mean? You you you, you, you don't want to put you people put off. People off. Yeah. No. Not really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it's exciting. It's exciting for you to be branching out to something else and to be challenging yourself and testing yourself with uh, with new things. That is, uh, that's good. It'll be interesting to see what effect that has on your artwork in general because that is building your experience. That's right. Mm. Mm. Well, I look at very often. I look at um, look at a picture. Um, I, I go through loads and hundreds and hundreds of pictures. Uh, on the internet and I look at them and think and something hits me and think wow I like that I like the effect of that how can I achieve it and that's where our, our I think we've got anything on at the moment with the um the four pencil sepia tones that we're doing but they're going to be seeing them those that came from nothing at all I just looked at a picture I thought how can I best represent that and uh, then it just goes bang, 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 and there we are. Mm. Uh, so that's that's what's exciting. That excites me. Mm. Well, the speaking of which, the the first one of those, um, the silhouette of the girl, um, will be up uh, hopefully this week, beginning of next week. Oh, so good. Oh, good. Mm. People will get to, well, to I, do that one. Mm. Well, I hope. Um, I. We'd like to get some feedback on that, wouldn't we, Steve? Because I've done quite a few of them now. I think about eight, nine of them. There's quite a few. And I've got another, at least another two that I want to do. Uh, so but I'm holding back a bit because, you know, we're flooding it with it. But I love doing it. I really enjoyed it. It's great fun. And I don't think you'll, they'll find it that hard because you've only four pencils. So it's mm. not going to be difficult. Um, and once they, if they can get it and crack it, you've got a whole new uh, area of art. Mm. I know you like it. You liked it when you saw it, as soon as you saw it. Mm. So I hope they, they will too. But we'd want feedback. Tell us. Yeah. Yeah. And we'd love to see the, the work as well, see how well you, you managed mm. to follow it. Uh, Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. So this girl in silhouette. It started. We spoke about this a little while ago when you first did them. But when you did this one, which was the first one, you started off with five pencils and narrowed it down to four. Mm -hmm. So that's right. The four main pencils are the ones that uh, 
that people will see you use on all of the other pitches. Um, mm. But it's going to be interesting to see how that's developed because this is the first one. So people will see this one and then as you do each one, you know, mm. you're sort of honing that style more. That's right. Oh, we got more ambitious, didn't we? I mean, when we started, that was quite simple. And uh, I didn't know whether we were going to carry on with it or not, but you liked it. Everybody seemed to like it. And thought, maybe we got something here. So then I did the second, third, fourth, fifth, and, and, and I got more ambitious. And the, the, the next one that I do, if I, when I do it, is going to be really ambitious. I mean, mm. even for me, I'm thinking, wow, can I achieve this? Well, I know I can because uh, with only four pencils, you can. But um, I, 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 I'm really looking forward to um, getting these out there. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. So people will be able to look forward to that. It'll be coming up. Uh, we've got another watercolour coming as well for, for people. Uh, a portrait watercolour that you did. Um, that were like a rural scene. You can't remember, can you? No. Which one was that? Then? I can't remember. It was a rural scene that you did as church. Uh, oh, uh, oh, Castle Coombe. It was. It was the was it Castle close Coombe? up of Castle Coombe. Mm. Mm. I don't think I. I, I probably didn't label it as that. We didn't label it, was. it as that. Ah, uh, yeah. No, I think. I think was it a couple of. Or maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> never mind, Steve. I get. I've got so many. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll show you. Head. I'll show you which one it was. There you go. It's this one. Is this Castle Coombe? No, that's not Castle Coombe. No. Silly, silly, Colin. It's no, this that's one. Not that one. No, that that's really nice. No, I like that one. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's the one we've got. No, I don't know where that is, Steve. I don't. I, no idea where that is. <laughs> That's that's just a pretty church picture. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, that's uh, that's going up too, so people will be able to see that one as well. I don't like that. That's nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Excellent. So then, uh, let's talk uh, about some colours. Choosing colours. Now, uh, we had an email from Lynn, who's one of our members, and Lynn said sent us an email and said that uh, she has a huge problem with choosing the right colours. She says here, sometimes when I'm watching Colin or another artist, it seems obvious to me that red or dark brown is, say, the next colour choice, but then they choose a different colour, such as yellow ochre, and it's perfect. I would have gone for the obvious choice, but that would have been wrong. So how can I learn this, and is it a natural talent that I'm missing? And is there a lesson on being able to see the right colour to choose? Now, let's start hitting this email dad with talking to anyone else that may be listening and wondering about the basics of layering colors with pastel pencils because it's not as obvious as it seems and then we'll go into the more subtlety which is where lynn's coming from of, of choosing uh colors uh as you go along on a picture so talk about let's t- touch on the basics sure well first 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 of all let me tell you that if you were a watercolor artist or you're an oil or acrylic in paint, what you do is you mix different colours in on your palette. Little bit of this, little bit of that, little bit of that, until you get a colour that matches what you've got on the reference picture, right? Simple. Pastel pencils doesn't work that way because you can't do that. You can't mix them in, in advance. So therefore, you've got to mix them on the paper. 
Therefore, you've got to do the same thing you would have to do if you were working on watercolour. I mean, people have seen my watercolour work. They know what I do. I do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, little bit of that, mix it all together and put it on. It works. Because you, you, although you can layer with watercolour, it's it's less. You layer layer less because you're mixing the colour. Pastel pencils doesn't work that way. You've got to mix it all on the paper. So you've got to imagine that you're doing that with your palette. And what you don't do, as you wouldn't do with watercolour, you wouldn't pick if you were doing a watercolour picture, you wouldn't mix a bit of brown and stick it straight on the paper. You wouldn't do that because it would be too too strong, too strong a colour. That's the same with pastel pencils. What happens is you, if you put brown or red or blue or green directly on the paper, it becomes too strong, too fierce. Okay? Mm -hmm. So what you've got to do is temper that. And what you do then is you have to work out your suitable colour as your cushion or your colour that you can work into. That's basically what you do. Okay, cool. So some of these base colours, um, there'll be whites and greys and ivories, and we won't go through all of the specifics of, of cushion colours, but to explain first that there's a there's a base colour that, that is put down, it's not raw colour, uh, that's mm. the first, first place we start. Now, next comes to build up the subtlety of colour and how you say pick an eye you may sort of decide that gray is the base color but then how do you Mm. how do you look at the the picture and go it needs a bit of this and it needs a bit of that Mm. well very often um you've got to study the reference picture you're looking at when you when you look at the color unless you're colorblind you would see not blue, but you'd see a kind of blue. Not brown, but a kind of brown. It wouldn't be actually fierce. It would be a, a very subtle colour. So what you have to do is think, how can, I, how can I put my base colours down, knowing the principle of putting them and in layering them? What colour would I use first? So you might see a little bit of grey in the blue. Think, oh, I'll put grey on then, a little bit of grey. And then when you put the ground, you think, do I see a little bit of ochre as well or a little bit of green? So you put, again, keep them light to start with. Don't put dark colours on. So you put a little bit of yellow ochre maybe, just a touch. Or you could put a bit, touch of green in there. Then you can put maybe a blue or a lighter blue and then a darker blue. And then you put a bit of um, whatever in there. It could be a bit of dark blue could go in. Once you put the cushion in, you can then put other colours into that cushion. It's very soft, very gentle uh, to create the effect you want. And people will see that. Well, they've seen it already with uh, lots of uh, examples on the internet. That's how you go about it. You're looking at the actual colour and the. it's not, a direct colour. It's not grey, blue, brown, green. It's mm. not that. It's it's a, a mixture of different colours. Mm. And now, just... it, it is a natural talent, though. I've got to tell you that. What Lynn is absolutely right. When I look at something, when I when even when I first started, I could see the build up of colour before I put them on. Right. That's something that you you probably could learn that though over over time, Steve. With a bit of experience. Yeah, so this is 
this is the thing I want to cut, touch on a couple of things that you said. So it's understanding mm. the knowledge and experience from when you were saying about putting a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and knowing how those colours merge together and make sure that you're not going to mm. add something that clashes. And that comes mm. with uh, partly with experience and practice because you, you're going to know these colours so well and, and how mm. they blend together so well in that, you, you know, if you've done 100 pictures and you've done all different colours, combinations, mm. you're going to know how different colours will react to another. And you say you mm. might... It's also building a bank of knowledge in your head. If you've done loads of different coloured eyes, then and you look at a new, a new picture, you go, oh, I've done that before. And that mm. I used this, this and this and this. And that's what I, I did before. And it got me that colour. Um, but this one's slightly different. It's a bit greenish. So I'm going diff- to add a green into that mix. So y- mm. you are building a bank of knowledge, which is why doing your the courses uh, if before you do your own pictures is so good because you are building that that knowledge mm, absolutely mm. Um, and the other thing you can do and i still do occasionally is use a bit of spare paper because mm. if you're looking at thing i'm not quite sure what color that is i see a blue but it's not really blue is it so therefore you 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 put a bit of grey on to start with. Then you don't have to draw an eye. All you're doing is put the colour, looking at the colour, and then you can put and and eventually you get the colour you want. Like, oh, look, that's the colour I want. You already know the colours to put on. Mm-hmm. So that's the best way of doing it, and I still do it that way. If I get if I get stuck, yeah. Like, if I'm not really sure, I do it. Mm. So you, you, that's a that's, that's a fail safe, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and so, as you said, you know, some people will be able to naturally look at that without sort of, it's about looking at colour differently uh, as well as, mm-hmm. I, I know that I've learned a lot just from talking to you about seeing the subtlety of colour in a picture and, and not just saying that's blue, that's grey, or that's brown or, or whatever, mm-hmm. brown ochre, like, I've learned so much of the whole colour spectrum just in talking to you and seeing your work and understanding mm. how you do what you do i've learned a lot so i do feel that even though some people can naturally um look at a, a color and see that it's made up of other colors um i think i do believe that can be learned and and that skill can be nurtured mm. and developed and grown and and we have seen you know so many people do this um and after all if you're doing the courses you can't go far wrong because you're just copying what what you're doing mm. you know so absolutely you yeah. can replicate the, the results the, the, yeah, the problem is when they go and do their own picture, they, they're facing completely different tones and mm-hmm. and uh, haven't got that to, to fall back on. Mm. But because skin um, skin tones uh, are probably the hardest of all, I would say when you're doing portrait work, you've got to. Mm. There's, there's so many colours. You think of the some of the mm. pictures I've done. There's a dozen, dozen. 15 colours sometimes in the skin. You think, how on earth do you get 15 colours or 12 colours in the skin? Mm-hmm. Well, you have to sometimes. That's, 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 probably, that's why it's so difficult to do portrait work. Cats, dogs, horses are easier because you don't have that many colours generally. You've only got a few colours to worry mm-hmm. about. That makes sense. So, but skin uh, is hard yeah yeah but challenging 
I mean, this is why I like it so much because it's it's very challenging. Mm. The other thing you said to me as well um, before is about um, sort of if you've got an eye or uh, any, any picture and, and you you might think the next colour's brown, but you might pick a brown ochre that has got a little bit of brown in it. So you don't want mm. it to be a harsh brown. You'll pick another tone that's got a bit of brown in it. Um, and I found that really interesting because people might think, oh, that's brown. And, and actually you can achieve mm. a subtle, mm. a more subtle effect by mm. picking another tone that's got a bit of brown in it. Mm. Well, it's, it's a challenge, really. If, if people look at reference pictures with, in view of what we're talking about now, they'll look at things differently. They'll see eyes, skins, hair slightly differently. They'll think, oh, you know. I thought that hair was brown, but actually it's not brown. I can see grey. I can see uh, other tones in it. That's when it starts to register. You think, well, if those other, I can see those other tones, those other tones have got to be put in there mm. and layered. Do you mm. know what I mean? So it, it, it's the same with every, every reference uh, picture that you get. You're going to get that. Um, hit you now instead of saying he's got a brown jumper on and he's got a green eye and he's got blonde hair it doesn't work like that mm. those colors and they might be the overall impression you get but that's not actually the colors that they are that those colors are very different mm. when you break them down mm. okay cool so to summarize then spare paper is going to be key for this so you can practice the color mm. combinations on doing your courses and understanding and getting the experience and banker knowledge of different color mm -hmm. combinations will help you to go into your own work um, and studying the reference yep. picture, just looking at the reference and going, what has that got in it? What, are, what is in that eye? What is in that hair? What, what other colors can I pick from? Um, mm. I imagine that becomes easier when you add more colors to your range as well. You know, if you start using Karen uh, that's right. Well, this is what's happened with me, hasn't it? I had um, Faber-Gastel, 60 box of Faber-Gastel pencils, and I did wonders with them. Wonderful job. But since I've had all of those others, I got one from there and one from there and one from there. Karen Dash, funny enough, is the one set of pencils which I wouldn't do without now because oh. they have got in-between colours. So... And, and Criticolor is another one. Um, but but I, I've got favourites of every one of them now mm. that I invariably go, reach to. I mean, the the, um, the sepia ones that, that's coming out, that's a picture. That's two uh, Criticolor and two Faber-Castell. Now, if you looked at the whole ranges that I've got here, 200 and odd pencils I've got, um You'd see quite a few greys. You see quite a few um, uh, whites, so, uh, and all of them would work. But the colours that I use, the four colours eventually that I chose to use on those, work perfectly. Mm. Yeah, I had to have go to Cretacolor. In fairness, I could have used. Um, I've got a Cretacolor which is two two nine. That's the key colour, and that's the one that makes the big difference between 
a success or failure at that particular one. Another, There isn't another colour quite like that anywhere. The black, though, you could have used Faber-Castell black. Right. Or Carbothella black or Carandash black. But if they're going to want to do that picture, as I've done it, they're going to have to go and buy that Creta colour one because it's the only one. It's got that just... I, I can't explain it. It's like a, a mystery colour. Mm. That's brownie. Oh, it's got really unusual. You don't, when you look at it, you think, that's blimey. What's he talking about? But you wait until you start putting it on the paper. Mm. It's wonderful. Better stock up on it's, those two two nines then. <laughs> People are going to want them. You, you better because, <laughs> and, the thing is that they're not expensive, just one pence. You could get away. I mean, I think the colours are, are, are white, 101 white, 270. The 270 in Faber is a really good colour. I've, I've used it a lot for backgrounds and base colours for backgrounds, and it's a warm grey. So the great thing about this particular picture is it's the, 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 the earth colours. All of the, the four colours, well, in fairness, black and white are black and white. They don't, they're not really colours. But the, uh, the, the, the Creta colour, 229, and the 270 in Carbothello, not Carbothello. Faber. I'm talking about Faber-Castell, yeah. Both of those two, Creta colour and Faber-Castell, are earth colours. And those are the two colours are colours Black and white aren't colours. They're they're um, lightening agent or a darkening agent. Mm. So the two main colours, the chief ones, is two seventy and uh, the two two nine, and both earth colours. It's amazing. Well, I think people will see it, especially as they see more coming up. It's absolutely amazing. You can almost see the colour without colour. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? It wouldn't work with black and white. If you just had black and white, it would be too stark. Mm. It creates a warmth to it, warmth to the picture. That's right. Yeah. And a very, very appealing, especially when they see the others coming up, because mm. some of those others are mind-blowing, I would say. But it's got to be done on the plastic paper as well. That's the dark grey plastic paper. It wouldn't work in, on any other paper. And the dark grey pastomat isn't grey as in grey. It's a warmish grey as well. Brown. Brownie grey. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely right. You're absolutely, see, we're talking about colours again. You see how important colours are? Mm-hmm. But if I hadn't had that um, dark grey pastomat paper, I wouldn't have produced these pictures. I couldn't. I couldn't have produced these pictures. They wouldn't have worked. Mm. So you've got five elements there. You've got the dark grey pastel mat and the four colours. And they are stunning. I just cannot wait for people to see them because I know that they'll love them. Mm. They'll love them because I love them, you love them, and everybody who's seen them so far has gone, wow. Yeah. So there you go. Something to look forward to. Fab. Brilliant. Okay, well, there's lots to to unpack this podcast. Thank you so much, Dad. That's been giving uh, people a lot of theory behind the colours uh, and a lot of really good, valuable information. I think we've 
we've really answered that lynn so i hope that's helped you and anyone else listening to understand especially with pastel pencils about layering colors and how to get that subtlety um yeah great excellent well we'll be back next week maybe talking a little bit more about what you've been up to dad and mm-hmm. if you've oh, got oh, yes if you've got any questions um please do email them over to us and uh, especially if it's something you want us to discuss in a podcast just let us know uh, and we'll talk about it um, but otherwise that's it for this week thanks everyone for listening i'm stephen bradley and i'm colin bradley enjoy, enjoy your, your week, week.